Welcome to BuildCast, where we delve into the backstories of experts and other players in the built environment to reveal their journey and how they got built. Join us in our conversation to learn from their life experiences, to be the catalyst for innovation, and to make sustainable building mainstream building. Now here is your host and the principal thinker at Build Tank Inc., Robbie Schwartz. I was able to go to the Midwest Building Science Symposium in Kansas City uh, this last week, which was uh, September 14th and 15th. It was uh, really nice to, to be there. It was the first time that I have been on a plane since the pandemic. So that was a little bit nerve wracking for me. I think I was the only one who actually was wearing a mask on the plane. Uh, saw a number of folks in the air, airport, though. Uh, at the the summit itself, uh, not too many mask wearers, but um, all was good. Term, turned out uh, coming home healthy and really enjoyed the summit uh, in general. Well, not in general. I enjoyed the summit. Uh, what was great, really, for me and interesting uh, was that this summit came, comes out of the BS and Beer, Building Science and Beer Groups. Uh, Building Science and Beer was new to me during the pandemic. Uh, it's a group that was started originally up in Maine, and they, uh, during the pandemic, decided that they would go online like so many other groups did. Uh, it was a great way to get together as a group of people who are interested in building science, and they took it online and made, uh, I believe it was a weekly show during the pandemic, and now they're doing a monthly show. Uh, in this kind of national BS and beer groups. But the BS and beer group that started up in Maine has been encouraging groups around the country to create BS and beer groups or building science and beer groups. And Kansas City, uh, Travis Brungart uh, and others there started this session or this group in Kansas City. And it's grown to such an extent that they are doing a yearly building science symposium to get builders and uh, trade partners and others together in a more kind of educational environment uh, rather than just drinking beer and, and talking about kind of random building science issues. They're inviting people in to talk about some specific issues. What is also interesting about this group is that they are really focused on builders and trade partners. And I would say the majority of people there were builders and trade partners, which was great to see the interest. Uh, another group that was interesting to see there were just homeowners or uh, just enthusiasts, not really in the trades or professional builders, but people who just have an interest in building science, DIYers, and others were there as well. And um, I took the opportunity to speak with a few people. Um, I wasn't on my game well enough to talk to a lot of people. So we have a, a shorter episode of the BuildCast this time, but um, I did speak with one DYIer, uh, so it'll be interesting to hear what he had to say. Uh, lots of emphasis on the control layers, water, air, vapor, and thermal control layers. Uh, Steve Basic spoke to that. Um, and then a lot of emphasis on house tightness. Uh, I like to say that 
air is a great transport mechanism similar to a freight train it's carrying a cargo of moisture heat and pollutants and if we can keep that air out of our building assemblies then we can keep the majority of moisture transport that's moving with air out of our building assemblies so there was a lot of emphasis on that and jake burton did a great uh, talk on uh, air tightness and methods that they're using and again, just a great emphasis on practicality and really uh, what people are actually doing in the field. So lots of pictures of projects that Steve Basic has been doing uh, out there um, and Jake Burton and Allison Bales did a great uh, session on indoor air quality or indoor environmental quality, uh, as he talked about. Uh, and then uh, also showing some some great things in the field. I, I think I posted a great picture, a fun picture that Allison shared of a water heater installation. That's just baffling how that ever happens. Uh, it must be a retrofit or a, a tank swap out that uh, they didn't pull a permit on. Uh, Mariana Pickering from EMU Systems was there and really talked, I really liked her talk as well. Uh, she one of the things that she mentioned was that we need to learn to fail faster, uh, meaning that a lot of industries uh, really look at design and modeling and model these houses to fail, and therefore they don't really have to build them. And in our industry, we're building these houses. We don't take advantage of failures or warranty issues enough, especially, I would say, with production builders, uh, their warranty programs are often siloed from their construction programs and they're not learning from their warranty issues and bringing it back into the construction of those houses. But with detailed energy modeling, uh, you come, I kind of think of modeling and energy efficiency as kind of the gateway drug to all the other building performance issues that we, we face there. So you can first and foremost, you know, you have the opportunity cost to uh, do a lot of what-if scenarios there. And while you're doing what-if scenarios in, through an energy model, you can see what the performance is going to be, but you can also begin to think about what's the most cost-effective way to achieve your goal. So even with basic code energy modeling for the performance path, building performance path, the energy rating index path, and, and even the area-weighted U-value pathway through the code, you can figure out different ways to uh, build your house in the most cost-effective way to meet the requirements of the code. Uh, detailed modeling can go further with energy ratings, index scores, or with passive house compliance and uh, with the analysis that, that go along with uh, passive house um, detailed energy modelings there. So that's, that's great. A lot of great industry support was there as well, uh, Zip and Huber. Uh, was there, Rockwell was there, uh, you know, a number of other uh, groups were there. The, the one kind of industry group that wasn't there that was interesting was ventilation, uh, whole house control, mechanical ventilation. Uh, Allison Bales was there speaking about indoor air quality and, and definitely touched on um, whole house control, mechanical ventilation, but it is one of the things that is missing uh, from the majority of houses. I believe that Allison asked the audience how many people are actually installing uh, whole house control mechanical ventilation in their homes. And 
there were not enough hands that went up. Uh, we need to remember that building tight is a requirement of the code and ventilating our houses right and correctly for the house in a whole house controlled mechanical way is also a requirement of the codes and not just these programs that we often consider as above code programs. So I would say it would be great to get some of these balanced ventilation manufacturers invited to the symposium uh, to show their wares, uh, or at least to have a discussion specifically on whole house controlled mechanical ventilation. Uh, as we move forward in the 2021 IECC, one of the code proposals that I pushed for uh, actually made it into the code and that is that we now need to commission or measure uh, ventilation. So that's not just whole house control mechanical ventilation, but spot ventilation. Uh, there are requirements in the code for the flow rates for those uh, units and for um, kitchen hoods ventilation, uh, getting those pollutants up and out of the house. Um, yeah, so it was a great, great week. I enjoyed myself and you're about to listen to uh, five or six other folks that were generous with their time to talk to me about their experiences at the Midwest Building Science Symposium. Just a quick shout out that they're taking the, the Midwest Building Science Symposium on the road and they're going to be in Chattanooga, Tennessee for the Southeast Symposium, October 12th and 13th of 2022. Uh, they are hopeful that they're going to even go beyond that and potentially go to Washington, D.C. as well to that uh, chapter of BS and Beers. And just another note for those that are listening in Colorado, I am going to try and start a uh, Denver chapter of the BS and Beer group. Uh, we hope to kick that off at the end of October. So keep a lookout on social media at Bill Tank. Inc. Uh, or uh, Construction Instruction. I believe that we're going to try to host it at Construction Instruction's office out uh, off of Tower Road uh, for the first one, and we'll have a discussion of what we want the Denver BS and Beer chapter to look at. Uh, invite builders, uh, trade partners, as well as other building science enthusiasts. So enjoy the rest of this episode. So we're here at the Midwest Building Symposium with Jimmy and August. So August, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm a custom home builder I'm from Salida, Colorado. Um, I really, I, I've got a couple employees with me here that I just want to step up our game on what we're doing in general for all of our homes. And I feel like continuing education is really important for all of us. It kind of like lights a fire under me as well as the guys that work for us so that we can go out in the field and implement a lot of the things that we've learned we're building two passive homes this uh, this coming year so you know it's it's uh it's a really exciting thing to do and so um i've got a long story about my history but that's kind of my quick story about like us coming here uh, emu is actually the ones that brought us here you know mariana and the and Enrico from Pass, um, Emu Passive um, let us know about this and we got in and I'm just excited to be here. So tell me what, what's, if you had to say the number one thing you take away uh, from the conference, what would that be? 
You know, I think that uh, what I really wanted to get from this was some ideas on how to bring clients into the fold. Um, I feel like, you know, in custom home construction, it all starts with a client um, coming to us and wanting to accomplish these goals for their project. And so um, I got some great ideas from everybody on how to, you know, how to talk to these folks about why they they should spend a little bit more money usually on and, and sometimes it's not a whole lot more money it's it's just doing it the right way um, that's what really what I wanted to get and I got a lot of that great awesome and Jimmy where are you from and uh, why are you here Omaha Nebraska and why I'm here is because uh, Travis and everybody who has put on this symposium really cares and I like hanging out with people that care. And so I came down, this is actually the third time that I've been down. Um, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Branch Pattern is who I'm working for. Uh, I am a commissioning agent uh, and I do consulting on enclosures. I am an architect. And so seeing this information distilled into a everybody comes from different angles and we have uh jake and steve that work together that we got architects and builders and we have uh dr allison that is coming from that perspective and there's just so many minds that have come together for the third year now it's getting bigger and i'm sold i i am more than happy to come back every single year because of the people that is drawing in and i just i just want to have a good conversation about building science that's like that's my passion and that's i'm around people that love what i love and i couldn't be happier so it's it sounds to me like you just met um august uh what did you learn so far oh man i mean again everybody has unique uh and i I'm going to digress for just a second. Your podcast, I think, illustrates how diverse we all are and how we got here. Mm-hmm. I have a weird story. <laughs> like, yeah. I, we're, we're talking civil engineering. We're talking about architecture. We're talking about, like, failure. Like, it, it's just, like, how I got here is, is it's a weird story. We all got here because I think we're passionate. I think every single person in this room is very passionate about doing more or maybe like there's the doing less in recycling and there's the doing more so i don't know where we fall in this category as a building industry whether or not it's about reducing or is it about doing more and act uh activating more people to do maybe just a tiny bit more and so i don't know i'm 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 very happy to be here it's uh this is a long-winded answer. Yeah, <laughs> and but it I, sounds like the the networking opportunities yeah. to, to be able to do that is is pretty amazing. And uh, you just met uh, August. You just met uh, Jimmy as well. Uh, in that brief conversation before I stole you away, uh, what did you learn? Well, I was really curious about how he evaluates these huge commercial buildings that he is trying to help you know, bring them up to speed on, you know, more efficiency, you know, a better envelope. And I, you know, the challenge of trying to, you know, I was just starting to get into the weeds with him on how you do that on a huge 
you know, 30,000 square foot building. Um, how do you evaluate? I was like, how do you do a blower door test on that? And he was actually telling me that they don't, they don't do that. They use the mechanical systems to evaluate some of these things. And I, I think that that's a whole other aspect of building science that I don't know much about that um, he was starting to tell me about. So that's, that's what I learned. About Very cool. Does. So being able to network and be able to hear the content uh, has all been been really good for you both. It sounds like. Yeah, definitely. We have right. similar issues, whether it's commercial or residential. We face certain issues, and I heard certain things where I saw in residential you're able to do certain things as a builder because you're able to take on certain liabilities, uh, maybe because of the scale, maybe because of the cost. Whereas in the commercial industry, what I'm dealing with is warranties and compatibility issues. So when I see certain products going on top of one another, as a building scientist, that is a different approach than a warranty approach. If you wanna meet a warranty, don't stick other products to one another. However, have you accomplished the goals of the owner and the intent of the project overall over the, the course of, of 100 years, 500 years, however long we're trying to keep our buildings working? We're not that dissimilar. Maybe we're using concrete and metal, you're using wood. I think that we're, we have a very similar uh, approach and a similar uh, goal in mind. And whether or not it's commercial or residential, we all have a part in this. And I'm excited to meet people that want to have a part yeah. in it. And uh, foundational building science is the same, really, for, for both uh, residential and commercial. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me and giving me a little recap of your experience at the Midwest Building Science Symposium. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Robbie. Thanks, Robbie. Great meeting you. So I'm here with Peter Ford at the Midwest Building Science Symposium. Uh, Peter, what are your thoughts about uh, the symposium? Well, I think it's been a great conference. Um, it, for me, I think this was an opportunity to uh, connect with a lot of people that I chat in, you know, in the, the social world. And, uh, and so to meet some in person or reconnect with others, and just to continue conversations, um, it was a great, great opportunity to to hear, you know, some new information out there, but also just um, just see see and share what everybody else is doing right now and stuff that we're all kind of in the same community together. And so, um, just a just a great opportunity to reconnect. Yeah. And so you came to Kansas City from Michigan, right? Correct, Northern Michigan. Yep. And what do you do in Michigan? I'm a builder in Michigan. Yep. And uh, are you building to specific programs or just general, uh, what you would call high performance homes? No, no specific program in terms of, of uh, a standard. You know, what we are, we're definitely uh, high performance homes in the sense that we're. Um, I'm. CPHT trained and certified and have tried to incorporate a lot of those techniques into our builds the last few years um, you know we're we're trying to build houses that are going to last hundreds of years yeah. at a high so that's craft. that's the certified passive house technician Tra tradesperson tradesperson yep, yep. okay yep Perfect. through emu yep. awesome yeah so if, if you had to think about one maybe 
major take takeaway that you learned uh, here at the symposium? What what do you think that would be? Oof, kind of distill that down to one. I, or two. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I would I would go back to the again the the, the knowledge sharing really for for all of us in this industry. Um, there's there's certain levels of high performance building. I think that a lot of us think are further steps from from where they actually are and you know things are far off but if you kind of compartmentalize a lot of these strategies that you know it can be done by almost anyone as long as you think about it plan it and 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 plan appropriately for your projects that you can really achieve some really great outcomes um, for for the builds and the clients so what I'm kind of hearing there is that whole integrated design process and then the actual execution. Absolutely. Yep. From start to finish. Great. Well, thanks so much for sharing a, a little bit of your thoughts there with me. Thank you. So Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and why you're here. I am here because I'm an overenthusiastic DIYer and as a... Uh, background and fixing things a lot of people ask me kind of questions how do i fix this what should i do what's the best thing so you're not a builder i am not okay what's your what's your profession if you have to say one uh i've been a stay-at-home dad for 15 and a half years before that i was a mechanic i have a finance degree uh before that so whatever that amounts to is a profession and so what, what brought you to the Midwest Building Science Symposium? Uh, I did come to the original two years or three years ago, I guess. Last year, uh, they were sold out. I backed out of my reservation, not being a professional, thinking, you know, other people would use it. And then heard that, like, a lot of people didn't show up. So I should come this time. Yeah. Are you based in Kansas? I am. I'm in Overland Park which uh, if any, you know, people that are, you know, Travis or Joe is, is a suburb south. So, yeah, is all I got into the building science thing, got into knowing them, figured out we were all local. We all didn't go to high school together, but went, yeah. you know, kind of through the same area uh, to different high schools. And here I am now, you know, spending two days learning and, and educating myself on some of this really cool information. Do you hope to apply it in a house or some other project? I do. I, I apply it in my own house. I, again, friends' houses is, is the last couple of years gone by, and I like to talk to people. I... I people doing additions people building new houses i've ended up in a, you know situations i wouldn't have expected myself in you know before knowing this stuff but have gotten into and have felt comfortable in because of all this information oh, very cool so if, if you had one or two takeaways from the conference what what would they be i honestly you know from being at this conference the interior uh, interior air quality uh, Allison Bales, the having had the book, but listening about the fine, you know, the the pretty good house, how to do better without necessarily meeting certain criteria or spending a ton of money, but 
you know, everything's incremental. Every Nothing happens in a vacuum. So everything you're doing to get better is better overall. Very cool. So thanks so much for talking to me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. So I'm here with Allison Bales. Allison is here at the Midwest Building Science Symposium. How are you, Allison? I'm doing great. Good to see you here, Robbie. Yeah. So you presented and um, participated in this symposium. What were your thoughts? I thought it was a, a great event. It was the first time I've come to this. This is the third time they've done it. And um, a, a lot of really good stuff from, from some people who know a lot. Uh, Jake Bruton gave a great talk on um, building, including a lot of stuff. One really fascinating thing was how he built a house, framed the whole house with the, the zip on the outside with the air barrier and everything, and then he built the garage. So the air barrier is complete between the garage and the house. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then he did, didn't he do a uh, blower door test on it before he cut out the windows? Um, I don't remember if he did that on that one. Maybe it was a different house, but uh, cool concepts is, yeah. you know, really establishing the air barrier there. Yeah, yeah, it's doing really great work. Um, and yesterday, Steve Basic was talking about a lot of good details and his architecture work and how to do it right. And what were you talking about? I was talking about indoor air quality. And what, what, would, what would you have hoped your biggest takeaway would be for the people that attended? Well, I, I tried to simplify it and talk about you know the, the basics of indoor air quality. First, you got to know a little bit about the pollutants that you're trying to deal with and where they're coming from, and then the the fundamentals are air tightness and source control, then filtration, ventilation, moisture control, um, and sometimes pressure balancing, which I didn't really get into today. Yeah. Uh, so, in in your work back in Atlanta, you're doing a lot of HVAC design. Um, how did did that play a role in, in your conversations uh, here today? Yeah, because um, in our HVAC design, we include high MERV filtration in most of our projects. And we try to um, convince people to go with filter grills with MERV 13 filters. Filter grills have advantages of keeping the return ducts clean because you're filtering the air before it ever gets into the ductwork. Um, they also are often more easily uh, accessible so they can be changed more frequently when they need well changed when they need to be changed yeah and um, so that was one of the things and also ventilation we do ventilation design so talked about the different kinds of ventilation and why balanced is the best and yeah. ERVs are probably what you need yeah uh, one of the other things that you pointed out and I think I've seen on your blog and uh, uh, LinkedIn posts and, and whatnot is the filter box that you, I guess you didn't develop it. I thought I had thought you had developed it. So tell me a little bit about the filter box and, and how that came about. Yeah, uh, portable DIY high MERV air cleaner. It's uh, MERV 13 filters for the way I, I do it. And this, so this is a, the, um, another name for it is the Corsi Rosenthal box because Richard Corsi, an IAQ researcher, and um, Jim Rosenthal, who owns a filter company in Texas, came up with this idea and with five filters, this one has four filters and you use a box fan to move the air. You can build one of these for less than a hundred bucks. You get high quality filtration with a good clean air delivery rate because the box fan can move a lot of air. And having four filters instead of just taping one to the fan itself, 
lowers the pressure drop, which keeps the airflow high. And if people are interested in learning more about it, they would go to the Energy Vanguard blog? Yes, I've got a couple of articles about that there. Actually, I've mentioned it more than a couple of times, but I've got two articles specifically about that. So energyvanguard.com? Energyvanguard.com is it. Awesome. Thanks for sharing everything at the Midwest Building Science Symposium. I think everybody really enjoyed it, and uh, it sounds like you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and yeah, it's been great. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of BuildCast, brought to you by BuildTank, Inc. To see show notes and learn more about our guests and other episodes, visit the BuildCast page of our website at www.btankinc.com. Thank you, Ben Sound, for our music and to Ashley Owen for editing it. And you, for your encouragement and guidance in the creation of BuildCast. You can listen to BuildCast on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite platform. If you enjoyed our show and are willing, please take a moment to subscribe and review BuildCast, which will help others find it more easily. Thanks again for listening, and please let us know who you would like to hear next and if you have any suggestions to make BuildCast better. Until next time, be safe and continue to think 0 to 360.